All the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords for the segment. We're joined by Adam. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We do have a lot of grounds to cover, we so do. we're going to get started right off the bat. This is our first keyword of the day. Kabul airport attack. So we're going to start out with the latest on the attack outside Kabul's airport. Dozens of casualties have been reported with, of course, a death toll on the rise as we get more updates. What's the latest, Adam? Yeah, so as of now, the U.S. media reports that at least 60 Afghans and 13 U.S. troops have been killed in the attack with more than 140 others injured. Uh, On Thursday, two suicide bombers and gunmen attacked crowds of Afghans that had flocked to Kabul's airport. This came as they were trying to leave the Taliban rule. Uh, now, the ISIS affiliate in Afghanistan, known as ISIS Khorasan, has claimed uh, responsibility for the attack. The group is also believed to be responsible for another wave of attacks that happened around the capital as well. Mm. Now, U.S. President Joe Biden, speaking on the issue, has vowed to retaliate against the group. He also said that the U.S. will not be deterred by terrorists and will continue, in mm. fact, the evacuation. Now, while the specific numbers aren't clear, hundreds of Americans do remain in Afghanistan, mm. even as thousands have already been evacuated. Uh, President Joe Biden is kind of adamant of sticking to that August 31st deadline because to get troops out, uh, or Americans out. Yeah. Uh, they weren't really given much other option. I mean, they, yeah. there were some murmurs of if there was a possibility of extending that stay or at least pushing that deadline mm. further back, but the Taliban was pretty adamant. That is right. Uh, now, while, um, uh, sorry, asked whether he Mm. was uh, responsible for the way events in Afghanistan Mm. have unfolded uh, since the Afghan government collapsed. Biden said, quote, I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened of late, uh, unquote. But he is still adamant of getting those evacuations Mm. continuing despite the risks of these terrorist attacks. Meanwhile, the Taliban was also quick to condemn the ISIS-K attack, um, definitely trying to set them apart from what's happening with this latest terrorist attack. What does this mean? Because Joe Biden has also vowed to retaliate. How do you retaliate without American troops present? Exactly, yeah. All right, some questions I will have to find answers to in the coming days and weeks. Mm-hmm. On to our second keyword of the day. Housing Afghan refugees. So let's take a look at Seoul's efforts to evacuate nearly 400 Afghans who helped and supported South Korea's mission in Afghanistan. Hundreds of Afghans that have managed to flee their country have arrived in Korea. That's right, 378 Afghans, to be precise, arrived in Korea yesterday. A further 13 will arrive on a separate flight and are due to arrive this afternoon. Now, they are people, as you said, who have worked for Korea's embassy and other facilities in Mm. Afghanistan, and they are also joined by their family members as well. About half of the total uh, evacuees are actually children under the age of 10. Mm. And now, Seoul has designated these Afghan evacuees as persons of special merit instead of refugees. That's an apparent effort to diffuse anti-migrant sentiment. Mm They have all been given short-term visas as well. Now, should they wish to stay, they will be given the option to switch to long-term F2 residence visas, which allow employment. That will happen through a legal revision to grant F2 visas to persons of special merit. However, 
Controversy is rising over the fairness of this measure because the status of people of special merit offers greater benefits than refugee status. Right, to legitimately work and live in South Korea for a longer period of time. Exactly, so there's been kind of uh, critics are saying, isn't that a bit unfair? Mm. Uh, But the Justice Minister Park Bong-gye, he told reporters that they will get greater care than refugees because they have helped the Korean government. So Mm. uh, the, the government thinks they are deserving of the better mm. uh, management or, or better care. And better treatment. And better treatment. Because um, they're considered allies that helped the Korean government efforts too. However, right. public sentiment is always split on mm. granting any kind of privileges or access to what the public might have, mm. not just in South Korea, but yeah. anywhere. Um, remember when a lot of refugees uh, went into Europe, for example, right. I think each country responded differently. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes swayed by public sentiment too. That is right. And the, the, the Korean government does have a lot of homework now because the laws and regulations mm. in place for immigrants in Korea, uh, especially in this kind of situation where they are accepting quote-unquote refugees, mm. uh, is a bit lacking at the moment. So mm. there's a lot of legislation and a lot of revisions to laws, including this F2 visa that will have to happen. Mm. And of course, that is a balancing act of... Uh, those in favor and those opposing to it. Yeah. All right, on to our third keyword of the day. Left stranded. Meanwhile, Japan is struggling to evacuate its citizens from Afghanistan despite sending planes to the war-torn country. What's the latest? Yeah, NHK reports that a Japanese military plane landed on Wednesday night at a Kabul airport to evacuate Japanese nationals and others, but none had arrived yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Japan has sent three self-defense forces transport planes to Islamabad uh, on a mission to evacuate Japanese nationals and local staff at the Japanese embassy in Afghanistan. Now, there are reports of people wanting to flee the country, unable to reach the airport on their own as they struggle to get through checkpoints by the Taliban Mm. around the airport. Uh, Now, the SDF hope uh, to airlift as many people as possible on Thursday as the U.S. troop withdrawal uh, deadline looms. Japan needs help from the U.S. to get this uh, done. Uh, There are no reports on whether they have succeeded yet, uh, but they are struggling at the moment uh, because these people, it's not as if they don't want to leave, they Mm. just can't reach the airport to leave. There are so many restrictions and so many, uh, well, let's be honest, Taliban troops deterring them from getting Mm. to the airport in the first place. And this latest attack certainly doesn't make it easier. Right. And on to our fourth keyword of the day. Pandemic rages on. Meanwhile, at home, turning to the pandemic situation in Korea, cases are still in the high 1,000 range and deaths have also surged. So what's the latest, Anna? Yeah, pretty much more of the same, unfortunately, uh, for the time being. Mm. Uh, The daily tally did fall slightly to under 1,900 yesterday, but 20 more deaths were reported, raising the death toll to 2,257. Uh, We've been seeing kind of a single-digit death toll before this whole wave began, but now it has reached the double figures, unfortunately. But majority of these people are actually unvaccinated, right? Right. Uh, But this death toll is certainly a worrying sign. Mm. It is the worst daily death toll since Mm. the fourth wave began early last month. Mm. There is also a rising number of serious illnesses uh, as well, which could uh, correlate to... Uh, a higher death toll and beds for critical COVID-19 patients have also dwindled as well. The country's medical system is being overwhelmed at the moment Mm -hmm. because of this. 
Uh, uh, but the government is in a rush to vaccinate at least 70% of the mm. nation's population by September. That's to create the so-called herd immunity by November. Uh, to that end, people aged between 18 and 49 began getting their shots yesterday. About 67% of them are said to have made appointments. It's not as high as many would have thought, but uh, still... Mm. Uh, there are a, a lot of people mm. getting those appointments. Mm-hmm, uh, now, mm-hmm. the government is allowing more people in that age group to get vaccinated ahead of next month's Trusok holiday mm-hmm. in order to speed up vaccinations as well. Now, meanwhile, as the fourth wave rages on, Korea is lifting entry restrictions on people from EU and Shenzhen area countries from next Wednesday. Now, Seoul has suspended a visa waiver and a visa uh, free entry programs of these nations since last April to curb the spread of COVID-19. And also the other way around, South Korean passport holders will also have a visa exemption for a stay of up to 90 days when they enter EU or Shenzhen area states. All right, on to our fifth keyword of the day. Relief funds. The Korean government is vowing to dole out emergency relief funds to the working population before next month's Chuseok holiday. To what scale is always a big tug of war. So mm. run us through the details. Yeah, the government plans to provide 11 trillion won to people in the bottom 88% income bracket. The gross majority. The gross majority of people, yes. Uh, Finance Minister Hong Nam-gi said the aid will be handed out to recipients before the Chuseok holiday that is scheduled for September 20th to the 22nd. Now, in an effort to support pandemic-hit merchants, the country will also provide 90% of the relief aid of 4.2 trillion won to small merchants and the self-employed before the holiday. Mm -hmm. The move is aimed at accelerating the provision of relief funds to struggling merchants as the country is grappling with the fourth wave of the pandemic. In addition, some 41 trillion won in financial assistance will be offered to small and medium-sized enterprises as well as micro-business owners as part of pre-holiday support measures. Mm. Korea will also extend the deadline for the payment of some taxes, Mm -hmm. social insurance and utility fees for them as well. Mm. Uh, The government will also strengthen the monitoring of major farm products, including eggs and beef, Mm -hmm. and release reserved rice and other grains into the market as well, Mm. eggs being the key issue uh, of late uh, and the government will continue to import eggs uh, to kind of stabilize the prices Uh, Mm. just inflation as a whole especially Mm. when it comes to groceries has Mm. been uh, quite high lately and i think the two markers for us were eggs and milk i think that's pretty universal right eggflation milkflation (laughs) those are kind of the nicknames it gets for us to gauge whether or not everyone can afford these daily necessities yeah they are in high demand especially a lot of more people eating at home because they can't really go out to eat they'll dine out out, so yeah. And most of my easy go-to meals consist of eggs and milk. I know. All right, on to our last keyword of the day. Slow labor market. Taking a look at the labor market now, there has been a slight increase in jobs for wage workers, but younger job seekers still having a mm. rough time landing a job. So run us through the numbers. Yes, according to Statistics Korea, the number of jobs for wage workers reached 18.9 million in the first quarter. That's up 321,000 from a year earlier. Now, the tally was lower than an on-year increase of just over 500,000 in the fourth quarter of last year. 
It also marked the smallest increase since the second quarter of 2020. By age, those in their 20s and 30s suffered extended job slumps amid the fallout of the pandemic. The number of paid jobs for those in their 20s and younger declined 35,000 on year. That marks the fifth straight quarter of falls. Jobs for salary workers in their 30s fell 63,000 from a year earlier. That's extending an on-year decline to a sixth straight quarter. Mm. Uh, By industry, the accommodations and food service segments suffer the fourth straight quarter of falls in jobs last quarter. The manufacturing sector lost 28,000 wage workers on-year. That marks the sixth straight quarter of decline. Mm -hmm. But jobs in the public administration and social welfare sectors actually rose 70,000 and 148,000 respectively. That's supported by the government's efforts to increase temporary jobs. Now, Mm. temporary being the key word there. So it remains to be seen how long that will last. It is that kind of key homework the government has with the 20s and 30s, finding Mm. the uh, better quality jobs, as the government likes to call it. And more permanent jobs that, like you said, I think the younger generation want. Mm. Um, I think when we look at unemployment rates, that's also really important. Are, mm. are some people unemployed by choice because they're looking for something that's more permanent right. and to their liking? Mm. All right. Thank you so much for a week's worth of coverage, Ada. You're very welcome. <laughs> Have a safe weekend. <laughs> I'll see you next week. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.